0: Love Talk Radio.
1: And everyone, you are listening live to live Mouth Radio Network. It is March 19, 2014, and it is a beautiful Wednesday evening. I hope that everyone has had a great week thus far. I got to tell you guys that it has just been surreal for us as a network over the past few weeks since we started back our new season. Now. Tonight, our show, the off <laughs> Radio Network presents the legal voice of Attorney Valerie Vi, and we are so excited, as usual, to be able to bring you the latest information and things that you need to know and hear. Now, normally, we would have our What's on Your Mind Atlanta segment at the beginning of the show, and tonight, we're actually just going to really kind of concentrate on the legal voice, uh, which is going to be in our second show for this uh, opportunity of a new broadcast series. And for all those who have not had an opportunity to listen to this showcase, I think you'll be in for a great treat. Tonight's show itself is going to be talking about the process of divorce. And, you know, it's one of those things where you really have to talk about things like this because it's, it's a big thing in the U.S. It's a big thing it's across the world and it affects many families. It affects many um, communities, and it's an important topic that needs to be addressed. So tonight, um, Attorney Valerie Vi will have an opportunity to really give you some insight on the truth behind dealing with divorce and the things that are, I guess you would say, will be more, more so required to deal with um, when you are facing divorce. Unfortunately. Um, it's one of those things where many people get married every year, but at the same time, many people also divorce. So I'm excited to have this series tonight um, on air. And, you know, the uh, premier season opener on the first week of March for us has been just well received. We want to thank all of our listeners that have been tuning in. Whether it's been a live show, podcast show, Everyone has been very diligent and receptive to the new series being on Lime Off Radio, The Legal Voice. So, with <clears throat> excuse me, with all fairness, I think it's important that you know, as a legal show, that we talk about things that are real. So, I'm excited about the new shows that will be coming forth. Um, each 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 series to talk about things that maybe you have questions about. And that you may not be sure of or how to deal with them or um, how to address uh the different things that are happening and occurring every day, so uh the first week of the legal voice, which was March fifth, you can actually part uh go back and listen to all of our shows. they do become podcasts once we come uh once we get off air, and that show itself which excuse me the first show itself was the do's and don'ts when you stop by the police, and I'm gonna tell you it's important that you know your legal rights or how to handle yourself when you're approached and you're dealing with things um, such as being stopped by the police. I'm sure that there's, anyone that's ever been a driver has been stopped by the police at some point, whether you were in the wrong or uh, may have had to approach uh, a situation or area um, with the due diligence. So I'm going to encourage anyone that has had the opportunity to go back and listen to that show. And all of our shows itself are available on demand 24-7 at loudmouthradio.com as well as blogtalkradio.com slash loudmouthradio. And if you have excuse me, some of the advanced dashboards, such as uh, the ability to be able to stream live uh, shows or podcasts through your actual radio, Inside side of your vehicle, we are on Stitcher, which is an in-car dash, in dashboard application that allows you to be able to listen to shows right through your car as well as your iPhone and Android phone. So Jazzy, how are you feeling today?
2: I am feeling extremely excited because we have gotten the most exciting news and I can't share it and that's just the beauty of
0: surprises
2: and <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let me I, tell everybody. sorry that's just coming
1: in and hearing Jazzy come on and say she's got some great news, and then she holds it from you. Isn't that wonderful? We love her. Still. Oh my
2: gosh! <laughs> Let me tell you, it's amazing when you have growth on the network and in your life in general. You know, it's 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 always those things that happen to you that um that increase you and catapult you forward. That you yes. you get the the. I mean. Who wouldn't be excited about good things? And so we have – I, I, I so i I'm so ready. You know, I got so many hands and, and um, door stops and things in my face and in my waist saying,
3: you
1: better not tell. You better not go and – Yeah, you got to kind of hold your mule, honey, right? You got to so, hold your
3: mule. Oh, gosh. <laughs> But oh, you, you, you know honestly, what? We do have somebody
1: have- in queue, um, Jazzy. We have somebody that's on oh, hold. Oh, so you, you If come you on like talk to talk to us, us, you can hit the one on your keypad. Yeah, hit the I one on. I just one wanted one. to tell our listener. Yeah, they've they've been on. They've been sitting there for a few minutes. So I said, if you're gonna oh, if you oh, want to well, talk fantastic. to us, you can hit the one. You know, we always appreciate
2: those that listen to us because we have a bunch of stuff to say, and sometimes we, you know, say too much and in crazy ways. But we really appreciate our faithful listeners who Absolutely. To us each week who have followed us from the beginning and I could go down the list and name names but you know what I would forget somebody and then somebody would be mad and say you know I'm always listening to you but we really do appreciate the, the listeners that have followed us from the beginning and definitely the ones that are coming in that are new welcome to our loud mouth with 2D's radio network we have fantastic content we definitely have some amazing guests we really appreciate uh, all of the people who have joined with us in rallies and lobbies and, you know, tears of joy for announcing, you know, winners of campaigns and contests that we've done. And it's just really been awesome. We've had uh, other people on the show who have done Indiegogo campaigns. We had an Indiegogo campaign uh, a few months back, and we're going to revamp that and come back at it because we appreciate those that gave, and we want to definitely ask those that are listening That if you hear something that makes you feel real, real good, we're going to do just like NPR and all of the other wonderful radio stations that we support, that you give, give, give so that we can do better in bringing you the best in entertainment and we can do the best at inspiring you and empowering you to be your best and do the things that you want to do. So, you know, just many things that we have going on, we really do appreciate you being a loyal listener Absolutely, and maybe even a new one. But uh, like our producer said, Sonny said, we do have an amazing new um, co-host correspondence that comes on now called uh, the Legal Voice. I love the show. I love the title. It sounds so, for lack of a better word, legal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly right. (laughs) Uh, You know, but the Legal Voice with Counsel Valerie Vai is really a, a form an informative show that gives you insight on some of the things that you may or may not have a clue about, but at least you will really be able to get it from the opposite side of the table. Sometimes we go, well, you know, like my youngest son used to crack me up. Justin said, well, you know, mommy, you can sue them for that. Something else will happen. He'd go, well, you know, mommy, you can sue them for that. Mommy, you know, you can, and I'm saying, Justin, where are you getting it from? I don't know. I just think you can sue them for that.
0: Exactly. <laughs> So exactly.
2: it's always good to get it from the councilwoman's mouth, the uh attorney, uh, Valerie Vine, mm-hmm. She, you know, will give it to a straight shooter. And we really appreciate the fact that she took time, went school, and learned what we need to know and how to protect ourselves and, and be represented. And if you don't have an attorney, you know, give her a call. We'll give you all of her information when she comes on at 8 o'clock. She'll be able to tell you just how to get in touch with her, and, you know, find out if she's the, the representative that you need, and if she's not in a field or category, we're sure she'll be able to um, give you a referral to some of her colleagues, and, and we just want to be able to always bring you the things that we're saying that we're going to bring you, and if it's something you want us to talk about, we say this every Absolutely. week. Absolutely. If it is a topic that's near and dear, and I've had a few people that have pulled me over and said, hey, I know you do a radio show. My my show comes on Tuesday nights, as most of you know. And they say, you know, Jazzy, what do you think about this as a show? And I'm always honored because that means you're listening. That means you're following us. And we do sincerely appreciate what you do by supporting us. But I'm telling you, stay tuned. Be close to us. Be tight. Because we have some super gigantic, huge things that have just
1: coming down, come down to the pipeline.
2: I'm telling you, we are on location all over nowadays, and you never know where we might pop up. And, and these little pop up, new we need you know people are doing pop up weddings, on producers and Maybe we need to do pop up news. And yes, I know, right? Uh, I think we're yes. popping
1: up as it is. <laughs> yes, and we're excited You in know, we're skinny. Absolutely, we, we're in our nation's yeah. Capital tonight And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've we been taking care of Some business the past few days And it's been just absolutely amazing um, Tomorrow night We're going to have our broadcast On In the Studio with Sonny um, Which is going to take us into a, Another step forward um, With the fourth Excuse me <laughs> Fourth Fourth Congressional time. Don't, Seat of Maryland. <laughs> <Get tongue-tied, right? laughs> the fourth congressional seat of Maryland, uh, Mr. Warren Christopher will be our special guest and we'll have a great um segment, it's a special segment. So Jazzy and I both will kinda have a one two punch on that one with him tomorrow night. It. Yes, and we'll tell have why, our regular pre show. Tell them why because you say was supposed Jazzy to be
2: on, I said tell them why, because he was supposed to be on the Bear Truth, Love Life, Sex, and Flowers.
1: With Ms. Yes.
2: Jones, but we, we ran into some difficulties and were not able to run that show. So for those of you that were listening for it, we're going to rerun uh, the show that we have planned for you Tuesday next week if all goes well, and we don't have any difficulties pulling that show on air. But um, I appreciate uh, producer for allowing me in her studio on Thursday night to, to share the panel with that, um, Absolutely. that guest and, and the topic. So thank you for that.
1: Absolutely, I, I think that you know it's just important that we try to um, stay connected with things that are going on. And when I tell you this, brother is going to have some heavy dialogue for us tomorrow. And I and I don't want to say heavy like you know it's not negative, but it's in fact it's, it's just, real. It's, it's real. It's real, and it's things that uh, there's going on in our communities that we need to know. Outside of you know Lil Wayne not paying his taxes, we need to be able to know things outside of just. Our normal pop culture you know um, there are things that are affecting our communities there are things that are affecting our children's futures um, things that are affecting you know you hear people that talking about they're struggling to find work well you sometimes you have to look beyond just the process of filling out an application and, and find out why is it that this particular county or this particular area does not have the funds necessary to help bring economic wealth into those communities you see what I'm saying so it's important sometimes that you step outside of the norm. Get involved. Trust me, Jazzy, how many organizations and, you know, uh, companies or panels or things that are going on in the area that would love to have people to volunteer or to be involved or to just sit in on things and and, and let the, the, the noise be heard? So... I personally just am excited about uh hearing this show tomorrow night come forth on our broadcast live. What about you, Jeff?
2: Oh, you know I'm excited politically, I wanted to to run for something years ago, and uh, I didn't follow that pursuit. I took on some other things that I'm also interested in, but I always find a way to come back
1: to it um and I'm, well, I'm your social activism it. keeps you in yeah, that it keeps you in that yeah. space,
2: you know. <laughs> I was ready to say we I'm still, really you know, it's, it's about
1: accountability, right? It's, it's really about accountability. So yeah. even I, though I you're, you're not sitting, yeah, we all are responsible. I think President Obama mentioned that from the beginning, mm-hmm. even when he came into office. You know, we all have to you, you keep, no, not one party can do it by itself.
2: No, you can't. This is, I tell people often that our leader of our country is not our king or queen. They don't get to dictate the law, and the law is. They get to say, uh-huh. this is what I feel should be, let's vote about it. You know, they, they're they not dictators. They are, you know, we're in a democracy and we're able to say, this is my responsibility and this is what I do. But we, the people, we, the people, meaning that there is more than one person that, you know, right. sets the stage in the standard. Otherwise we wouldn't have, well, you know, they they're closed down, they're shut down. You know, in Congress, and the Senate, and Council, and all these other things, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be looking at all those different branches if it was just a king or queen type of setting. So, you know, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. We we just really are honored to be able to bring these type of things to you. So yeah, I'm very excited. But wait a minute, I I just have one thing that's on my mind. Now, mm-hmm. no, I'm not in Atlanta. I'm just gonna say this. No, I'm not in Atlanta. and I understand that. You know, people have to work out, but I have watched like a stream of people walk by me on location <laughs> with oh, those. God. great God! They, they're walking by with these great big bales. They look like the cast iron balls for workout, and it they look like ducks, and they are carrying these things. on the they assuming. look like ducks. It, what do you see? You know how ducks? No, no, no. You know how ducks walk all in line. Mm-hmm. So it's about 20 people walking by carrying these heavy balls and weights. They look like a bowling ball with a handle. And when I say the faces and they are running in the rain and snow of DC, it's hilarious. I just wish I had a video to say, this is mm-hmm. what you see on location. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so that was just like, all right, you better do that. No, one okay. person now, one person finally has on gloves because everybody else seems to not have on gloves and their hands are killing them. And, um, yeah, they're going to look good this spring, though. I'm trying to tell Anyway, dance. that was on my mind for a second. That was what was you on You just my had mind. to let that one go. I just had to let it out because I have so much that I'm holding on to that I can't say that I might as well just say, hey, I see people walking by carrying dumbbells. Looking like dubs, I just
1: had to say. Oh my god, looking like dubs. Yeah, what? Yeah, that works for me. Hey,
2: works. (laughs) Did you know what people? Second second thing is. Mm Mhm. No, second thing is how many people know a second language, and if they know a second language, how often do they use it? That's what's on my mind.
1: How often do you use? The second language. I intend on language. using mine more. I learned French and I have not been exercising it like I should have, and it has escaped me. Now I'm, we're learning Spanish, and it's like I, I speak Spanglish. I'm mixing Spanish and French up all you, the time. but be, I'm getting better. You speak Franglish. Yeah,
2: flang- French, oh, Eng, French English and Spanish. Franglish. Oh wow. That's,
1: well, well, I tell you what. Let, let's let's speak some legal voices. Getting ready to come in. Uh, our next segment is getting ready to get started. Um, and like I said in the beginning, tonight um, we actually uh, was already kind of set to roll out. Um, What's on your mind, Atlanta? Even though we really didn't kind of go there, we just really kind of really talked about recapping of uh, the first week for Legal Voice. Um, and now tonight will be the second. Uh, segment opportunity for our audience to connect with this great show that is bringing so many important issues and things of that nature that people on a day-to-day, day-to-day basis really need to know and be in tune in tune with. So like I said earlier, if you did not hear the first broadcast, make sure that you go online, go to your iPhone, go to your iTunes, go to your Android. That That means that you have so many Capabilities, am I right, Jazz? You have so many ways right. to listen to this show. Even if you download it to your Windows Media Player, if you go over to your Stitcher app and pull it off, um, definitely take the opportunity and take the time to listen in, the, to, the do's and don'ts of what to do when you pull it over by the police because I promise you there's going to be some things in that episode that you probably did not know, were not aware of, and that's the defining aspect of law. If you do not understand the law, it can definitely be worked against you. Right? So, uh, yes, so uh, as we get ready for the series, uh, the new show tonight on The Legal Voice with Attorney Valerie Vy, I just want to make sure that our listening audience is very familiar with um, what we have going on upcoming. So what I want to make sure is everyone is able to connect with us, whether it's on Facebook, whether we are on Twitter, um, if you have Twitter, you can follow us at loudmouth, L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H, and you can use the hashtag, The Legal Voice. If you're on Facebook, you can connect with us at Loudmouth Radio Network on Facebook, which is uh, facebook.com slash Radio. Make sure you put the two Ds into Radio when you're doing your search. Now, uh, for all of those who have uh, questions outside of what you hear on the show, I'm going to definitely encourage you to contact Attorney Valerie Vi. You can reach her online at com, and her phone number is 770-949-1102. And she is a uh, law specialist in the areas of criminal, divorce, family, juvenile, personal injury, same-sex adoption, and much more. And I would also um, take note of the fact that if you are in a position in which, um, and I'm going to tell you this, a lot of times people are dealing with things especially from family uh, family situations, and um, I can understand um, this, you know, the, the, the sometimes the sensitivity of having to deal with things, whether it's in business or family, and you don't necessarily know or understand how to go about things when you're involved with the situation so closely, especially if it's family, um, and you're trying to get guidance or so you're trying to, you know, have a better understanding of how should you go forward to take certain actions, you know, whether it's, you know, trying to help to protect yourself or to actually have, you know, legal advice or direction, I suggest that you contact Attorney Valerie Vi and, you know, give her the information of what's going on. You know, of course, you'll have the ability to have the the sensibility of um, protected anything that you say to her is going to be a protected confidential conversation. So, you know, sometimes we have so much going on that we don't know how to take on, how to handle the things that we have happening. But if you have the ability to understand the challenges that you're facing, I guarantee you're going to feel better about how you handle the outcome um, that you possibly could be facing uh, by going at it alone. So what I'm going to do is uh, give a, a little bit of insight about tonight's show, which is uh, Attorney Valerie Valley second series tonight on High Mouth Radio. Uh, the Process of Divorce is going to give you an opportunity to speak speak with the Turner Valley Revive So if you are listening in online and would like to call in, the t- uh, studio line is 347-826-7520. And I'm going to encourage you also, if you would like to tweet us on the actual broadcast, you can reach us at loudmouth, L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H. We'll be able to respond to your tweet messages or even on Facebook on Loudmouth Radio. So um, just keep in mind, divorce, I know, is a hard topic for many, but it's a real topic, and it's, it's something that you hear about happening every day. So I encourage you to definitely consider contacting Attorney Valerie Vi in regards to your questions or your circumstances, whether it's child custody, visitation rights, child support issues. Um, even if you're already in the process of divorce, you need to have things modified, uh, modification of custody situations, asset protection, you know, all of these are real things that happen in divorce, so uh, she's definitely the person that you want to connect with. So we will bring her live after this quick break on Loud Mouth Radio. It takes great content and the right media branding mix to deliver a great service. Here at Loudmouth Radio Network, we intend on doing both and exceeding our own expectations. Advertising on loudmouthradio.com provides you a cost-effective vehicle to brand your business repeatedly, providing you packages that consistently announce your business without breaking the bank. Despite the traditional high-price tag that traditional radio brings, it makes sense to become a media partner with Loudmouth Radio that provides you an already-built-in multimedia campaign to push your brand out. Make sure you contact us today, and any of our specialists with Loudmouth Media Brand will be able to help you get out further. Contact us today at 706. 3895. And don't forget, visit us online at LoudMouthRadio.com. You're listening to LoudMouth Radio Network. And now it is time for us to begin our second series of The Legal Voice with Attorney Valerie Vy live on LoudMouth Radio. If you'd like to call in, 347-826-7520, please feel free to contact us online at loudmouthradio.com. Feel free to put your questions, comments, and your responses to our broadcast shows. Tonight's broadcast is being sponsored by, via voice, the legal voice with Attorney Valerie Vi, the law officer of Attorney Valerie Vi, located at 5682, Laws of Waste, Suite 102 in Douglasville, Georgia. Contact her at 770-949-1102. Also visit her online at ValerieVai.com. Now your host for the evening, Attorney Valerie Vi.
3: Good evening, listeners.
1: This is Valerie
3: Vi coming to you on Loudmouth Radio. Once again, I would like to thank Loudmouth Radio for such a wonderful opportunity Last week I had um, Sonya Compton on and we did the top 10 things you should not do when you are approached by the police, either on foot or with a legal stop. This week I was hoping for a little bit more of an audience interaction, but our topic tonight is divorce. If we can um, get into that, I guess I would like to say that the divorce process has a lot of emotion with it and you really should seek counsel who can understand what you're going through, particularly if it's kids involved. But there are four major steps to that divorce process, and I guess I just wanted to um, talk with you about it. Um, Sunny, I know that there there are a lot of questions that people have. Um, If you have some that you know that some of the listeners or some of the people who – are either your clients or subscribe to Loudmouth Radio and listen and had if you wanted to ask those first it would be fine. If not, we could just um go into the prepared
1: materials. Feel free to go ahead and roll with it. I'm sure that we can uh, interact as you're touching on things but which are probably good. Okay.
3: Well, the, um, like I said, the divorce process has a lot of personal aspects. It's very, very intrusive. You have to air out your household affairs with the, um, the court. Um, a lot of times people don't know that you actually have the right to a jury trial in divorces. Um, not that that option is often sought, but it is an option. It is very expensive. So a lot of people don't do it. A jury trial costs a lot more than what is called a bench trial, and that's when the judge listens to all the admissible evidence and makes a decision um, from there. But the first thing, you would go in and pretty much have a consultation um, on why you want a divorce. Uh, We have listening audience here, of course, in Atlanta, but we also have some listeners who are not there. But most of the stuff that I give is a general overview, and it is primarily Georgia-specific. Every once in a while, when I know that there are states that have some glaring differences, I would like to mention those differences um, in this segment as well. So just going off, you go into the attorney's office and you want a divorce, the first thing they're going to ask you is your reasons why. Now, oftentimes people talk about no-fault divorce. And what that means is you no longer have to have a fault ground for divorce. We come from an era of when divorce was very taboo. And when that error was there, you had to have a strong and compelling reason to be divorced. Oftentimes you would hear people say, oh, well, they were a spendthrift, they were alcoholic, they were um, a cheater. And the law had grounds for certain things, and those grounds would be if they were cheating, of course, that would be adultery, um, bigamy, when people – or man would marry two wives, and sometimes wives would have two husbands. Um, One day, dad, you know, ran out and took out the trash and never came back. That was the desertion ground. Oh, that's um, deep. Or- <laughs> oh, my God. I said, that is no, deep. He, you know, he took out the trash and went to get a loaf of bread and never came back.
1: Oh my God, <laughs> that sounds like some Harlem nights. I'm not <laughs> never coming back. Oh, my God.
3: Yeah, but when people did that, you could go to court and say, I want a divorce based on abandonment and desertion. Um, so you kind of had, in my, the reason of saying that, you've all heard that, you know, the uh, labor next door, dad left to get milk or a bread and didn't come back. But it was because then we had what was called the fault ground. And because uh, marriage was so sacred, You would have to have a reason to get divorced. Well, over time, what has happened is you just knew you didn't want to be married to Bob, and Bob knew he didn't want to be married to Jane. So what happens is a lot of people were colluding together to get a divorce. So it would say, Bob, I'm going to say that you cheated on me so we can get a divorce. And he says, fine with me as long as we get divorced. So when the state started to figure out that people were lying among themselves to get a divorce, they said, why are we still basing divorce on fault? There's so much divorce now. Let's let people get divorced if they can no longer get along. Up comes the term irreconcilable differences.
1: Well, so, I, Val, I got a question. Attorney Val, I got a question yeah. on that comment. Uh huh. Um, I, you know, the the conversation that you hear a lot in in regards to divorce is how high the count of divorce is now compared to 20, 30 years ago. And you know, I hear people make comments saying, you know, it seems that people are not really fighting to save their marriages. And, uh, and this, maybe this is a question that I have from, for you from a professional perspective as well as um, it may touch on kind of spiritual uh, because of the fact that, you know, our parents, most heavily I would say our generation before us was probably more driven to stay together, which means that they took on and they accepted a lot of things that maybe, you know, most people wouldn't consider to take now, but from an attorney's perspective, do you find it that, um, and this is maybe opinion, do you find it that more people aren't electing, because I got I to gotta think that when people come to you and you're with your client and you're sitting across from the other party, that a lot of stuff comes out, a lot of issues, a lot of, you know, of course the hurt, and then there's the core of a lot of the reasons why the divorce is happening have you ever just witnessed or seen uh, people that have started the divorce process, but then they become, you know, pulled back at the point of, you know, once you start exposing things and talking about them, have you ever had it where a couple, you know, try to um, reconcile um,
3: based on those differences being
1: exposed?
3: Yes, I've had a lot of um, couples to reconcile. I've had, Couples to sign off on the settlement agreement that they know that they can't be married anymore. They've entered a settlement agreement, and I get a divorce based on the pleadings, which means everybody agrees with what's said. We just put down. We couldn't get along. You're going to get the coffee table. I'm going to get the um, end table. I'll keep custody of children involved. You get visitation. This is child support. Let's move on. But uh-huh. it's something about signing that has such a finality to it that when it's actually upon them, they don't want to go through with
1: it. Oh, wow.
3: So a lot oh, of wow. people do reconcile. Uh-huh. When I, I'll tell you, when I actually have a divorce consult and oftentimes, and I don't know why this is, it's just my personal experience, it doesn't mean to be gender specific, but... When when I get a women client, they're very emotional about the divorce.
0: Okay. Uh, And what about
3: the males? Males have that doom, like it's over, there's nothing I can do about it, I just need to move on, it's going to cost me. They kind of approach it pragmatically, but I'm sure they're hurting inside, they're just not so emotional about it. The women are very emotional. Right, then right, I, maybe not in front of me. But the, when I see the emotion, whether it's tears from men or just their inability to make a decision about anything, and if it's a woman and she's tearful and she wants to divorce but she says she's going to come back, she calls me, she makes an appointment, then she says that, you know, something came up, I see her ambiguity. And so I oftentimes have my secretary or even I, called them with a few counselors' numbers because they're looking at divorce to solve the problem, but they do not want to be divorced. Right. They want the hurt to stop. They want the house to be more functional, but Mm -hmm. it's just not working, so they turn to divorce. But when they start actually making plans on what this is going to do because it's not There's like it's altering. a lot of, right, but it's not like it's that one person in a relationship that can carry the financial burden of the children and all the household bills. So right. just pragmatically, if I want to leave right my husband right now, if I want to leave my wife right now, I can't afford it. Uh-huh. And then you find out maybe finances is at the root of the problem, but you don't know. And I often say, you have children, you married each other. If this is what you need to do and want to do, I'm here. I'm the attorney. However, if this is something that you haven't perhaps gone to your pastor about or haven't gotten counseling, maybe that's the first thing you should do as opposed to filing divorce papers. Right, right, right. Counseling. Right. That's what I can do. So, yes, I do see, to answer your question, I do see a lot of people um, reconciling.
1: Okay. Awesome. I mean, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, I, I'm just not one to 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 be quick to make, you know, that's a life, like I said, a life-altering decision. And you've invested a lot to make that relationship happen. So, it's You know, sometimes people say that people just make it so easy now to just cop out, you know. And we also,
3: uh I didn't mean to cut you off, we're operating under the assumption also that people were in love at the time they got married. Believe it or not, people still get married because they're pregnant or agree to get married or kind of feel forced into it both parties. Some mm-hmm. people think they were in love, and they when they come to sit down to the divorce, they say, I really, looking at it now, I wasn't in love when I married
4: them.
3: And you like, yeah. what? But yeah. it's true. They weren't in love then. They tried to make it work.
4: Right. Or and that's true. Were, that's,
3: that's true. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we've we played house and had this charade long enough. I just want
1: out. Not a or marriage started for real. They say honeymoon over. Mm-hmm. Right.
3: Then you have people on the other end of the spectrum. They're getting divorced after 22 years of marriage. Right. And, and they really did love each other, but whether it they grew apart, whether the children, whatever it is, they just can't do it any longer. So you, I'll have it from 0 to 10 from all ranges of that spectrum. But once mm-hmm. they make that... Decision is where we want to talk about they have actually made the decision to get divorced and sometimes I say if she's cheating if he's cheating we don't necessarily have to allege adultery we can say right. irreconcilable differences, differences because that right. helps if you start pointing fingers then the divorce takes a different twist it all mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. and that's when you've been mar- That's when you don't have children, or you haven't been married that long. And I have to say that because the time you're married makes a huge difference when you start talking about fault.
4: Okay.
3: Alimony has a is contingent on fault. Who's at fault for this twenty year marriage, three kids that's ending? If it's the okay. wife, it doesn't mean. If it's the wife, it doesn't mean she's not going to get alimony. It just means she might not get as much because understanding that divorce is a court of equity and law. And that means they're going to apply the law, but equity means they want to be fair about it. Exactly. And always people say, well, I'm going to get half. Half might not be be equitable depending Uh on if there was fault. So those things are more or less fact-specific. If someone has some questions, I'll be, you know, willing to take them. Otherwise, I'll just say that once we decide on the divorce and we decide to file the papers, we can either have a fault ground or a no-fault ground of irreconcilable differences, and that's how um, we proceed. So the reasons for divorce will vary depending on the facts, and we go from there. The next thing that you have to deal with is whether or not there have been any violence or anything in the um, relationship, and that's why these mm-hmm. alleged Yeah, understand. yeah, that's
1: another pivotal thing too. Yes, domestic violence.
3: Yes, and then you have, you, if it's risen to the to the level of domestic violence, we probably have a criminal aspect of this that's lurking somewhere, or is still more civil. You've been threatened. He's a police officer, and every time he comes home, he's putting his hand on the gun, or she's putting her hand on the gun saying, shut up, I told you don't talk to me. And you start to feel oh, very well, this happens, and you start to feel intimidated. So before we can even get you a divorce, we got to get a restraining order because you really feel harassed and threatened.
4: Right.
3: So that might be something that's lurking in a divorce, what we call those restraining orders. Right. Or you have, you know, you can't come back in the house, or you have protective orders where you can come back into the house but he's violated it and it be took oh, from restraining to protective and he's incarcerated. So you have all these other things that are at play. Right. If you don't then as I was saying before, you got we want a divorce, we filed the papers. We now mm-hmm. have to get him served.
1: Exactly. And,
3: you know, a lot of people say, well, he got noticed. I know he got noticed because his mama called me and cussed me out and told me, "Um, there's no way I should have put down that he was a bad father or that he hit me or that he walked out. Well, the problem is the fact that he knows is not legally sufficient. I can't call you to tell you that. Taking
1: action,
3: <laughs> right? Well, you knowing the law says you have to get notice, and when the law says notice, it actually means you must have been served. That's the magical word. Served is important for many reasons because only certain people can serve legal documents. Either you in the state court, either you are a special process server. Or, as most people do it, they do it through the sheriff's department, and that's the, the legal service people that the sheriff comes out and serves you. Well, that's a good idea, but in theory, when you have a county that has X amount of divorces a year, it might take the sheriff two to three months to serve someone, because if they go out the first time, some people say they're supposed to come twice, some people say it's supposed to come three times, but... If that guy who's delivering the papers don't get them served the first or second time, he might give it to the second shift and somebody. That might take three months, literally. Well, if you paid me to get you a divorce and Mm -hmm. you paid me X amount of money, and three months pass and this person still is not served, you're going to blame me. That's just how it is. Why would they they would
1: blame the attorney because the person hasn't gotten served? Really? So by, just because by default, you're going to take the impact of that because of that?
3: Exactly.
1: Because um, you know
3: some has a girlfriend who has another lawyer, and they got served in two weeks. Right. So, it's so your then they're trying to compare
1: you to the same situation.
3: Right, but it just so happened that that person was probably home at the time or they served them at work or something, and it took two weeks as opposed to three months. But since I've had that backlash and I've been doing this for for eons, I automatically ask with every divorce I file for a private process server. So if I file your paperwork that morning and my secretary gets it stamped or whatever, 1130 after she goes to lunch and she goes by, I can get them served by 5 o'clock if we have a good address. Because I will call my process server, and he will go to the job,
1: to the girlfriend's house. Wherever it needed to be husband. to be found. Exactly. Doesn't that sometimes require you to have to get maybe even like a private private uh, investigator or something like that too?
3: Well, generally, generally they know where the other person is. 90% of the time they know where they work. They know um, where they hang out. Or they know where they moved to, because you know I might want to divorce, but I moved out. And he's still at the home, or um, mm-hmm. he moved out, but you know he has kids, and that's where they've been visiting. And you know she thought, or he thought they would get back together, and it's been six months, but he's been he's been living at his mama's house. So we generally know where he's living.
1: Gotcha. So the
3: private process server just serves them there, and once he mm-hmm. gotcha. serves, and I want to say that as a magic word. Everything mm-hmm. attacked. You have now been served with the paperwork, interrogatories, productions. Interrogatories are just written questions. They're kind of like depositions, but instead of you being asked a question and videotaped or audio tape, you ask the questions on paper, those interrogatories. And production means tell me how much your taxes. You know, get all that information right from the beginning instead of doing it separate, trying to save the um, client costs. So I file all that at once get served now that they're served and i and my client has said a b and c about them then mm-hmm. on the other side they get to answer and okay. they say everything they said is is false except i do live at this address
0: huh hmm. wow
3: so that's, that's what happens so you file they get time to file an answer and now it's on They only get 30 days to file the answer. Technically, if you don't do it in 30 days, there's a default. Georgia doesn't allow defaults on divorces, per se, particularly with children. So the judges want to hear the case on the merits, not just because the other person might not have the legal acumen or the finances to get an attorney and don't know to file that answer. So he's not going to just give the mom who, you know, doesn't have a job and everything, the kids, when she's homeless, just because the husband didn't answer the, um, the complaint. That's very tricky, but basically that's the law. And since that's um. tricky, I want to make sure that I'm saying that this is for informational purposes and that mm-hmm. by no reason we giving legal advice because those things start to get into a hairy part of the law. My advice to everybody would be, if you ever serve with papers, file your answer, depending on the lawsuit, within 20 or 30 days, period. Absolutely. After you um, do that, then we have to get you, you know, the divorce, but To get a divorce, particularly now with crime, these judges that hear divorces also hear criminal cases. And Mm -hmm. Douglasville often has a two-week criminal calendar, sometimes a three-week criminal calendar. So it only leaves one week for divorces or two weeks for divorces. So when you file, it might be some time before you can actually give them a court date barring any type of emergency situation. So if that's the case, if husband, who is the primary breadwinner, leaves the home, wife is in the home, how does she pay for the bills or sustain herself in the interim? Right. That's why you get a temporary hearing pretty quickly. Right. And at that temporary, what the court is trying to do is maintain status quo. Are and you talking about the
1: household as far as their income and things of that nature?
3: Well, let's say they ha- right, the house, they want to make sure the kids are fed, the, the utilities are turned off, that the water is still flowing through the pipes, so by the time you have the divorce, the house is in terrible condition, there's been no heat, there's been, you know, and everything right. is haywire. So what they want to do is say, okay, you guys don't want to be married anymore, until we can divide up the assets, the children, the cars, you know, all those things on the assets and property and, the, you know, and who gets custody, we need to maintain the status quo. So now we know people who've done it, but he's not supposed to come by when she's at work or she come by when he's at work. Take the TVs out the house, the microwave, and the
1: family furniture. Oh my God! Clean out the house. <laughs> so do you like? So do you actually supposed to take an account for what's in the home when the couple splits? And then is there a standard in which you know at that time they you know are they in violation if they were to come in in each other's face and take something out of the house without you know? Well, if, without if you proof? want to be hundred percent
3: proactive. You might come to your lawyer's office with pictures of everything that's in the home today or whatever, but that doesn't mean that that's going to secure the property. And you also know who you've been married to. You might not know who they they are now. Right. You might know who you married and now you know who you're living with. Do you need to have those type of things or is it that you know he's done and all he took is his stereo equipment He don't care what happens next, so you don't think any of the household um, belongings are at risk. Or she's done, she took the kids, and she's already um, in South Georgia somewhere living with Mama and just can't take it anymore. You know the threats that you have um, proposed, but the law says once that divorce is filed and you are served, that there is an order that says Maintain the status quo. Husband is prevented from taking anything out of the house. Wife is prohibited from taking anything out of the house. Everything's supposed to stay the same. He's not supposed to go out and sell and liquidate his four oh one K or anything right, like that.
1: Right. Right. So So but, let me ask you this so too, uh, attorney. Now uh, when you um when when things are being accounted for like that. Um, and you was just going into the fact that they can't liquidate anything. I had a question. I was trying to let you talk, and I was trying not to let flip my mind but um if is there ever a case where a couple is divorcing, and like you said, the people's financial situations say that household is really based on both of those incomes having to sustain that household but is there has there ever been a time that you've had a couple that maybe they they want a divorce, they can't get along, they can't reconcile and and do the things that they feel necessary to stay in a marriage, but that both parties have to stay in the house because one of the, the they either one of them to have anywhere else to go. Have you ever had a situation? can they do that? Is that a situation that's permissible during the process of the not, divorce or do they have
3: to do? not only do people while they're divorcing still live together, you'll be
1: amazed.
3: I have a oh,
1: client
3: right now I got divorced five
1: years ago and they still live together. Shut your mouth. I did not know that. Because typically you hear people separate and, and then you see this is part of knowledge. You know, my thought process is okay, or you legally separate first, which typically means I'm thinking that you're gonna leave the household, uh, you know, start separating, you know, accounts and other things that you're tied into together. But in fact I have I had I, I had I don't even know where to up But I've never heard, while somebody's going through a divorce, that they, you know, maintain residency together.
3: While they're That's going through it, that, yes. All, oh, okay. It's more common now than it used to be. Sometimes mm. you have people who do it temporarily. They can't be together. They'll leave the house for a couple of weeks, come back, you know, Maybe husband went to his boy's house. Maybe wife went to her girlfriend's house. And, you know, they, you know they're no longer volatile because sometimes people have to leave this to a right. volatile situation. Situations, and they right. come back and realize, okay, we can't be married. How do we divide this up? Well,
4: exactly. are you
3: going to buy the house? Well, you know I can't buy the house you going to give me your house? No. You're going to have to pay the mortgage. Well, you know I can't afford it or whatever. Well, if I leave and have to pay for somewhere else, you know I can't help you pay this. And they go back and forth, and then they say, hey, tell you what, you live upstairs, I live downstairs. Or we live – and then how they make that work, I don't know. But they are doing it more frequently than they used to. So to answer your exactly. question, yes, it's all – is all types of it. Sometimes, you know, he's over mom's house two or three times, you know, two or three weeks and he's back home and she's, and they just go through this process until they get divorced and they said who was going to try to pay for the house. They said who was going to have custody of the children, but they still live in there. And perhaps, you know, they're going to wait till tax time to move. You know, you, we know in April well, that will be over, so that will take them eight or nine months to do that, and it just rotates out like that. Absolutely. And you'd be surprised. They'll tell you, here's the funny thing, Sunday, I wanted to share. They'll tell you that they get along better now that they divorced than when they were married.
1: Oh, yeah, I've heard that, too. I've heard that, too. Um, I, I want to I, say, I, Attorney I, Val, we have some callers that are in queue. If you would like okay. to speak to Attorney Valerie Vaughn, just hit the number one on your keypad, and we can uh, bring you up to uh, speak or pose any questions that you may have. Um, so go ahead. I just wanted to uh, make sure that I – okay, wait a minute. You do have a question here. Hold on. Call you live on Live Mouth Radio. Hello? Hello? Yes, I'm here.
0: Yeah, this is Teresa. Now, I'm not married, but this is hypothetical. Now, um, what if you had a um, prenup in place prior to getting married and then you get divorced? Does that mean that the pre specifies what assets or what the conditions are? Or you have to wait till the court
3: actually enforces the prenup? Well, yes and no. If you have a prenup in place, And I'm sorry, I didn't quite catch your name. Could you give that to me again, please? Teresa. Teresa, if there is a prenup in place, the short answer would be yes and no. The court always has to uphold your prenup because once I was saying earlier that you have to, the prenup has to be fair. Now, does it mean it has to be equal? No. But you don't want... A a guy, let's say he's a football player, he gets a high-powered lawyer, and he gives the pregnant wife a prenup to sign, and she's afraid. She hasn't had that document reviewed, and it clearly is one-sided, and she signs it. Well, the good lawyer is going to say she didn't have legal counsel, and it should be stricken. So the judge may or may not uphold that prenup. So for prenups to be valid, it's very good for both sides to get legal advice, make sure there's a clause that generally says that we both have had that opportunity, we waived any rights that we otherwise might be entitled to, and then sign it, you'll be pretty good, you'll be okay. Now, one of the things I have in a personal case that I had they had a prenup. It was out of Texas, and and some of the things that was in Texas law really doesn't go with Georgia law. So the, the problem became: should we uphold the prenup? Yes or no? But also, which law should apply? Since it was signed mm. in Texas, apply Texas law. So you have some things that go on. So you, when you go and do these things, you want to consult an attorney because you don't want to have an otherwise valid prenup to be tricked down by various choice of law issues. Did I answer your question, Teresa? If I didn't, you can ask it again, and I'll try to um, narrow it down. Really?
0: Who no it? It was only a hypothetical, um, not that I'm um, in that situation, but that's just something I would like to know.
3: up the law used to not um, kind of look at them with some su- subset, you know, with suspicion, and they would be suspect, but they don't do that anymore because people are more understanding and realize that while I love you today, I might not in 20 years, and instead of leaving it up to a court, we want to plan on how we would give up our assets in the future. And if all things, if everybody was informed and you really thought about it and that was your intent, then the um, courts will try to um, carry out the wishes of the intent of the parties. Okay. Mm. But I appreciate your question. And you can get Thank more you. than one tonight. night if something else comes up that you would like to talk about or ask me um on this divorce issue, um, just let me know. Do you have any questions on anything I talked about so far? Well, I just came in
0: two a minute I didn't come into the beginning of the conversation of the show. Okay. So, um but I do have a question another one, but this is not really, um, well, I don't really know them, but it was two women that got married in D.C. They live in Georgia. Now, I know Georgia doesn't have, um, they don't recognize gay marriage.
4: Hmm. So right. they're going through
0: a divorce. <laughs> they're going through a divorce now. So how does that apply with gay marriage when you live in a state where it's legally, but when you live in another state where it's not legal. Uh-uh. So how would that Well, how would that go you, when the assets are in Georgia, but then yet well, your assets are not recognized in this state?
3: You, huh? Here's the problem, Teresa. You got married in the, the couple, and when I say you, I mean that generally, got married in, in DC. Mm-hmm. You you live in Georgia. Everything you do is in Georgia. Georgia is definitely not going to give you a divorce because they're not going to recognize the marital union marriage at all. Okay. Mm-hmm. What you can do when you get to Georgia is you can form a contract. Pretty much like that prenup that. We are going to live together. We're going to pay you're gonna take the mortgage, I'm gonna pay all your utilities. If we stop living together, um, you will owe me X or you will pay me for six months, Y. And then the court will honor the contract. But it will not honor the marriage. So most of these domestic partner arrangements are contract driven because the courts have to honor or enforce, if you will, the contract that was made by its citizens. Now, to get a divorce, everybody said, oh, I know the answer to that. You go back to D.C. Tell you the problem with going back to D.C. to get your divorce. If you come to Georgia and ask for a divorce and you are a heterosexual couple, you got married in Virginia. Georgia's not going to just give you a divorce because you were passing through Georgia the, the last three weeks So y'all was on vacation and you can't get you got mad on vacation and you want to go home single So you stop by Georgia court and say <coughs> I want a divorce They're not going to do it. Why? Because you're not a Georgia resident Now if you're a Virginia resident move to Georgia, Georgia will give you a divorce So now you see the problem with going back to D.C. D.C. is going to say, where do you live? Y'all going to say Georgia. They're going to say, well, we're not giving you a divorce. You don't live here. You haven't Hmm. satisfied the jurisdictional requirement. That's the problem. So now that everybody is finding wonderful states to marry in, who is going to give them a divorce? If you had to leave your state to get married, You're going to have to leave your state to get divorced, but when you get back to that state, they're going to say you haven't lived here for the requisite time. Generally, it's six months. Different states have different time limits, but generally, it's six months. So somebody's going to have to leave their job and go to get an establishment or perjure themselves, change the driver's license, go up there and perjure themselves to get a divorce. And that's now the problem is getting divorced more than it is getting married. So you talking about for gay marriage or you talk about for heterosexual marriage? I'm talking about for gay marriage. But there's a jurisdictional requirement for heterosexual marriage too. If you got married in Virginia and you've only been in Georgia for a month, Georgia's not going to give you a divorce. Oh, look at, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> you have to be here long enough for the state, to you to have significant contacts with the state, for them to
1: have a state interest.
3: Oh, so
0: basically wow. you got to live half a year
1: in each state. <laughs> half a year <laughs> Now, you know what? It's, it's amazing, Teresa and Attorney Val. I do know of a couple that was married in D.C., lived in another state, went back to D.C. and got divorced, but they did not have assets together. So, and that's the thing that you're really saying, uh, Teresa, is that the couple has assets together in Georgia.
0: Mhm.
1: Yeah, so yeah, yeah that's Passes together in I don't Georgia know. Right
0: And see, no, I'm a federal employee So it's like, if I was to get married to someone And I got married in D.C. And I live in Georgia They don't recognize gay marriage And my benefits in federal Applies to the spouse Only with federal benefits And something happens to me It's kind of like, okay Um you live in a state that doesn't recognize your marriage, but then you, your federal benefits can apply to your spouse. Your marriage is recognized in the state where you live, but you know that's kind of I don't know I don't I don't think anyone ever hmm, I don't know if anyone ever thought about such things, but I guess I always think about something like that. How does that apply? Like like I work for the IRS. And you work. You can file your federal returns. If you are married in a state that recognizes your marriage, you can file together, but your state income tax is separate. But, you know, I don't know. It seems kind of confusing.
3: <laughs> well, I will always no. tell you that the Sorry. law lags behind in everything. So the more of these nontraditional situations arise and the courts have to decide them, the better off each subsequent time they will be to handle it. And right mm. now, states, quite frankly, just aren't equipped to handle it. I don't
1: but think they, they figured will, it all
3: out. <laughs> <laughs> they they, they it all will, the way out. They will get better. It's like technology. The, the law always lags behind, you know, technology. A good example would be, you know, when emails came out, the courts would ad- let them be admissible because there's your email address, and I said it was sent to me, and, you know, that's your email address or your phone number on the text. Well, now, the courts are kind of scurrying around because there's all these phantom ways that you can
1: make something
3: look like it came from a certain place. Right. My, you know what so, it is amazing,
1: Attorney Val? I'm gonna say this real quick because I didn't get a chance to comment after uh, Teresa finished her statement. Um, I'm actually amongst a, a few. Uh, we're, we're actually um, attorney vows in, in Atlanta. Um, Jazzy and I are in D.C. right now, and what's amazing. Um, one of our uh, a friend of ours who's a, a friend of ours who actually works for the federal government. He's listening into the show, and he just made a comment, and saying that federal government recognizes um, even if you're not in the state they still recognize you based on um, federal, from the federal government's perspective. Now, that state might not give the same respect, but the federal government will recognize it. So, like, your benefits and things of that nature, um, you know, you're doing your taxes. um, You know, it it really depends on how you want to do that, because you can file taxes individually, and now you also can file them joint. It's just that means you're going to have a lot more taxes to have to do. But um, I did want to make that comment to Teresa, Attorney Valerie, while she was kind of, you know, putting that out there. Because of the fact, especially working with the federal government, that is to your advantage to have that knowledge. But like she's saying, Attorney Valerie saying, you know, a lot of states and stuff like that are behind. So here we are. <laughs> yes.
3: The law generally lags behind um, the rest of the popul- the population. Hmm. Teresa, um, did that help a
1: little
3: bit?
1: Yes Okay, okay, great um, well, Attorney we, Val, you do have a few more callers um, I'm going to just say that real quick okay, Teresa, you thank questions. you, you're, you're doing very well with us We appreciate you, uh, you know, stepping up and asking your questions That's what we're here for So our callers that are in queue, if you would like to talk to Attorney Val Even to our caller, Teresa, she's hanging in like a champ Go ahead and hit the one on your keypad and you can pose your question, or if you have a comment, we'll even allow your comments to come across too. Go ahead, Attorney Val. I just wanted to make sure you knew that.
3: I have another. Is there another caller? What is your name, please?
1: Well, the caller is in queue. If they want to talk, you can just hit the one on your keypad. But they're just listening right now, I guess. So you can go ahead and keep going. Okay. So I believe we
3: left off with the fact that we had to maintain um, the status quo. There are often hidden costs in a divorce, Um, and I say they're hidden because either people don't understand or we as attorneys aren't doing a very good job in telling them that it costs you $50 for the sheriff to serve you. Different counties have an amount that it costs for divorce. Some of them, you know, 169, 187. So if that's the case, you have to pay $50 for services, 237. I've had a lot of calls saying, I paid my attorney $2,500 and they're asking me money for filing fees. They told me that was included. And I want to know how much will you charge. And I often tell them whatever I would charge. You don't want to lose your 2500 You you paid to another attorney. It would be better to just come up with the filing fees, but it puts a bad taste in your mouth when you're already dealing with emotional subject matter that you go to an attorney pay paying money and already you have a differences when it comes to filing fees and the service fees. So ask the attorney, when you tell me your retainer is X, Does that include these fees? Often, nine times out of ten, it doesn't, because the retainer is based on attorney's time or what he believes it would take to do that case. But I just wanted everybody to know that there are fees associated with it. And while I'm on that, I will talk about we had the example where the someone is the head of household and they have all the money, and the other person they run off and leave, or an altercation, and the one who doesn't have any money get kicked out or has to leave due to violence. You can file a divorce without having the filing fee. It is an indigency affidavit, or more specifically, an affidavit of indigency. And most states have them. Georgia has the affidavit of indigency that you can fill out saying, I do not have the requisite money for filing. I make less than X, Y, Z. And you fill out that affidavit and they'll take your word for it. Please do not try to do that and fill out that affidavit because people have Gotten a felony because that's perjury. Whenever you do an affidavit, mm. you're swearing that you don't have the money, and when you get that divorce, and the other attorney who's out to cut your throat and make sure you, you know, he's doing the best for his client, and he gets a copy of an affidavit of indigency. If I get it, I'm like, well, I just sent a subpoena over to Bank of America. And they have $17,000 in the bank. Why did they file an affidavit of indigency? Now, realize if this is a heated custody battle, I might pick up my phone and call the DA. Because if you're incarcerated, my client will get the kids, right? So do not do these things if it's not true. I want to stress that, that people have been incarcerated on an arrest warrant for filing affidavits of indigency when they had money. And if you listen to the show last week, whenever you do something like that, that's a felony. So and they're gonna say it was fraud upon the court, so you're gonna have a lot of issues there. But once you do that, you can't I just want you to know that if it's a terrible situation you're in and you've been calling legal aid and That county doesn't have a legal aid. A legal aid doesn't have any more slack to take indigent individuals. You can file an affidavit of indigency and get your divorce filed. Um, Like I said, the sheriff will serve it. You have to file your answer, and then you'll be off to the trial phase. Depending on your portfolio, depending on the facts of the case, whether or not you ask for a jury trial, I just want to make sure that people realize that you can ask for a jury trial. Um, That's very expensive, but sometimes when you have high-income individuals, they want a jury trial because they believe the jury would be more fair when they're making three or four times the amount of money than the judge. So it's all in your strategy on when you would like to employ um, the jury trial. And then you'll go into trial, and you will have pretty much if you can't reach an agreement through a settlement conference at that time, you will have to. A lot of judges, with like I told you, the calendars are crowded, they will send you to what's called mediation. You have, each party supposedly pays 50% of the mediation if one person has vast amount of resources than the other person, then you will have it split maybe 75, 25. Sometimes the primary breadwinner pays the whole thing, but you start at the halfway mark and work from there. Um, That is generally a very good place to settle your divorce. The settlement conference is done by a licensed mediator and their job is not to give advice but to be objective and let you know um, the pros and cons of your case, which you can listen to somebody who is neutral. I like this because if I say something, it could be 100% correct, but I represent the wife so the husband doesn't hear anything I'm saying. I've seen it where... The wife doesn't believe anything the um, husband's lawyer is saying because he represents the husband. So if you have a neutral mediator there who's licensed to mediate and be in the middle because they don't have a dog in a fight and they can't come to court except for a certain um, exception, that everything you say in mediation is supposed to be confidential with that mediator. So they can tell you what is quote-unquote fair by being objective. And that way you might not get all of what you want, but you'll get some of what you want because it's an opportunity where you all can compromise. I have seen people go to court and neither side got what they wanted. So it's a place oh, where wow. you still have
1: Yeah, I mean Yes, like I'm sorry, I just when you said that it, it just made me think about um are you familiar with uh Portia Stewart that's on the Housewives? Yes. Yeah. And you, well, it just kind of came out recently, the uh, divorce, you just said that you hit a hit a nerve with that thought that she literally, um, I think they had two houses, mm-hmm. three cars between them. So she didn't get alimony. She didn't get anything. He basically, um, she didn't get any cash from anything. He, she was able to keep her car. But a lot of people are like, you know, how did she get so screwed? You know, uh, you know was it ironclad well, prenups or what?
3: Well, in that case, she probably get what she wanted, but he got what he wanted. But now you're looking at it, it's probably disparaging and he was able to pay his lawyer and get the good lawyer. You see what I mean? And not that the better lawyer always wins, because that's not necessarily the case. What I'm referring to it is you... Get a divorce. You're uh, thinking of a divorce, and he says, "I'll pay you twelve hundred dollars a month in alimony, but I want to see the kids more than every other weekend." Mm-hmm. And you like, no, you don't want this marriage anymore. You don't want your kids, or whatever. You know all the drama that goes into the stuff, all the emotions. So they right. never can work it out. Well, yeah, they do the child. Yes, so when they do the child support worksheet, find out that he only needed to pay $850 a month for alimony, I mean for child support. They only been married four years, so the $200 he offered for alimony, she wanted more because she had kids, but the, the court is going to look at the number of years you've been married. So And that's
1: going to be relevant based on what they're going to give.
3: Right, so now you don't get alimony. What you wanted, and you had two hundred in your hand when you walked in the courtroom, but you didn't take it. You didn't get the eleven hundred or twelve hundred dollars he said he would give you for child support, and wow. he didn't. He didn't get the extra time with the kid. So neither one of you got what you wanted, and it was actually better for you to have worked out an agreement with him because you can you can pay. X amount. The guidelines say you have, to, you have to pay at least this. You can voluntarily pay over the amount if you would like. Mm-hmm. But most people, when they do that, they want to clarify the alimony because of tax consequences to alimony. You have to deduct the al, You get to deduct the alimony, but the paying person has to claim it as income. So you can structure these deals any way you want. You take it before the judge, nobody might not get what they want. So I always, you know, so mediation is a very good place to
1: try to work get rid things out, divorce.
3: right? Because you both get a say. I might not get everything, but I got seventy percent. They didn't get everything, but they got seventy percent on what's important. Because when the judge starts doing it, he gonna give you standard visitation. And some families, Thanksgiving is everything, and Christmas is no big deal. But to the next family, wow. Christmas is everything, and fam and uh, Thanksgiving is just the time to eat, and it's not the big deal. So right. why not just say you can have the kids on Christmas, and I'll just have the kids on Thanksgiving because that works right. for your family.
1: Right, it just, and it's really it's about Christmas communication. On... They try to give you so the mediation really is about you trying to get opportunities to communicate. Is that like the last step of communication between the two parties before now the judge or the jury gets involved in making decisions for you. Is that what it basically does?
3: That's exactly it. Sonny, you were dead on on that comment. That's exactly what happened. Okay. And you guys started the family. You better equipped when emotions are gone and um, cooler heads prevail
1: on what is best for your family and what to do with it. Okay, because like I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at this this is this is via TMZ. Um, so in, in, in that instance, like, and I think and I don't know if it's if it's state driven. So I got a two part question here. So according to the legal docs obtained by TMZ, Porsche got no alimony, no house, no NFL retirement money, no cash out, no health insurance. So she was left to even pay her own credit card balances. She gets to keep her car, and that was it. He locked her out of. The house that she was in, and she got to keep her engagement ring, her own jewelry, clothes, and other personal items. Now Cordell got to keep two houses, two plots of land, Mercedes, and a Porsche, his full retirement benefits, and he's keeping a hundred percent interest in all his companies. So, for like for instance, for the state of Georgia, is mediation a requirement for the state? And is if and if so, um, especially in a situation like this? if if George is required for mediation apparently at, between these two people the mediation they didn't come to any type of commonality between the two parties well is that the possibility the, court, the courts you do
3: it is not mandatory that you mediate okay most courts do not want to decide with limited time resources to do it without you at least trying to do it on your own. So right. Okay. Uh Douglas county is going to send you to mediation? Now, if you can't mediate, some people have literally gone to mediation and said, "I want everything. I'm not going to mm. I had everything before they got here and I'm not giving up anything." And then the other person says, "I won't have and there is tricks in that position, and the mediator can say, "Well, we've been here fifteen moments. do I fifteen minutes do I declare a impasse right now, and you guys don't spend any money because it doesn't seem you came to mediate in good faith So mm-hmm. they declare impasse, and you go sometimes they're very limited resources, and nobody has enough money for mediation, and they figured it out pretty quick when they're, they they paid each one paid their lawyer and that was either with income tax or 401k savings and then they figure out why are we arguing we don't have anything we the house is upside down I'm willing to walk away and file bankruptcy you do what you want to do and let's go they don't have elaborate portfolios to fight over it so mediation right. would be required another side require
1: got you right
3: and if you reach an agreement, you don't even have to go to court. That's another sentence, but you can do a judgment on the pleading. I agree that we need to be divorced. He agrees we need to be divorced. I get X, he gets Y, and we're done with it. You write it up, you put it in a judgment on the pleading, and you can get a divorce 31 days after you file.
1: Shut your mouth. Have you ever had one of those?
3: I have a lot of them.
1: Oh wow! Now, what about what about the divorces through the newspaper? Like I've known people to do that, and it, I don't know if every state is the same, but like, say if you've been married to somebody, you you guys have been living individual lives, and you really haven't been involved with one another for years. Maybe you don't even know where they are, for instance, right? So, say if you're in Georgia, and you know, you, were, you guys were married, say, in Warner Robbins, and then you know the wife moves to Forsyth County or moves to. Some other, you know, some other city jurisdiction, and she decides that she wants to divorce her um, her husband, or or, or uh, yeah, yeah her, wants to divorce her husband, but she has no clue where he is. Then, you know, I've heard is 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 it that every state can do that, where they can submit uh, uh, an anonymous, you know, the divorce through the newspaper announcement through the newspaper.
3: Well, realize now that you're saying a couple of things, um, and mm-hmm. I just want to be clear. Those okay. are very specific because you, if you don't know where they are, it's hard to run something in a newspaper because you're supposed to publish it in the legal organ for
1: their area. Right. So well, I okay, yeah. Them. So um, I apologize. I didn't say it like that. But, yeah, like say you don't, you don't have communication with them, on a day-to-day basis, but, you know, their last whereabouts was in some part of the city, you know. Like, say, like I said, yes. they in Warner Robins, but they don't have, you know, they're not involved in each other's day-to-day life, so I don't have your address, you know. Um.
3: Well, the short answer, like always in the law, is yes and no. Yes, you can do that, but there uh-huh. is a ton of steps. See, divorce, remember now, We're coming from the era where divorce is sacred. And divorce is supposed to have a lot of state and religious, you know, connotations to it. So they tread with this divorce very lightly. They don't want to get to a time where everybody says, I don't know where he is. The last place I've known him to be was in Riverdale. And And I published in the Riverdale paper. You have to go through and show good faith attempts at trying to find them because if you don't have to jump all these hoops and everybody would run to the courthouse, say I got kids but my husband took out the trash, and I hadn't seen him and I don't know where he is. And you, you right. know what I mean? so I we can we can't is it possible? Yes, but it takes work. Okay. You have to show the court that you've done due diligence in a good faith way to make sure that you're not just trying to undermine their
1: interest. Court. Right. Right. When, which is representation, representation is of the state, in other words. Got you. So to
3: answer your question, that can be done, but it takes it takes work. And when you, by the time you jump all those hoops, they're like, Man, I know he probably had his mama's address too. I just pay for a, public, a private investigator to sit outside and see research because it's not easy. It's not as easy as that. Gotcha. Well, this has been a wonderful, um, I guess, dialogue about divorce. I hope I've answered some questions and people find it to be informative. Um, I appreciate Teresa and the callers that are in queue listening to see what we have to say. I want to caution everybody. If you have a fact-specific issue um, that you need addressed, there is no substitute to that one-on-one consultation with the lawyer of your choice. I would love to see you, but I don't want you to go away with the sense of security that You've listened to this radio show and is using that as advice. You now, I see people build houses every day, but I know that I'm not equipped to do it. So I don't want you guys uh, that's right. to, I don't want anybody to try to navigate through the uh, legal system um, based on anything they heard. This is not for um, legal advice. It's to um, make people more informed and more aware of the legal process. Um, that being said, I would love to speak with everybody to Wednesdays from now. What would be that date, Sonny?
1: <clears throat> we will be looking at... Um, is it the 2nd? It is, April 2nd. Okay. Yeah, um, we'll be back live on the 2nd. Okay. With well, legal again, voice.
3: Um, it's nice to have the opportunity from loudmouth radio to speak with people about the law, something that I love and try to share some of the process to just make it more user-friendly, if you will, because a lot of people are overwhelmed when they get a knock at the door and it's a sheriff and they've been served with process from, a, from the – Nerves uh, being uh, <laughs> 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 Yes. <laughs> or, or, you know, I would say now Capital One, Capital One is suing everybody for those old credit card bills and the people are getting sued for various things, homeowners fees or whatever, but it's generally oh, wow. the process and I don't want people to be afraid of it because knowledge is key. So with that, I'll That's say good night. and it's um, been wonderful and I would look forward to talking with everyone or speaking out soon.
1: Awesome. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. This is a live broadcast. You're listening to the Legal Voice with Attorney Valerie Vi, live on Loudmouth Radio. If you're just tuning in, do not fear you have the ability, once this broadcast is complete, to go back and archive this show, right on your iPhone, Android phone, computer, as well as on the app Stitcher Radio. Just feel free to look us up at Loudmouth Radio Network. We actually broadcast our shows live each and every week um, directly with the live studio line which you're able to call in and speak interactively to our guests, our hosts, as well as our callers that are calling in from all schools of the world. Our studio line number is 347-826-7520. Please feel free to contact us today at LoudMouthRadio.com if you have interest, comments, questions, things that you would like to hear or speak about. We're more than happy to be able to listen to your feedback. And we encourage you to follow us on mouth, excuse me, follow us on Loudmouth Radio on Facebook. Make sure you put two D's in for Loudmouth Radio anytime you're actually putting it into your browser window. We also are available on Facebook at Loudmouth L O U D D M O U T H. You can always feel free to use the hashtag The Leaked Voice, um, as well as Loudmouth Radio. If you're listening to any of our shows and would like to have feedback uh, that you would like for us to hear, we are always, always, always open to hearing your opinions and your comments and your questions. This has been a fantastic broadcast as usual. And we want to definitely encourage you to tune in for the next series broadcast for the Legal Voice with Attorney Valerie Vi, which will be April 2, 2014, which is going to be the first Wednesday in the month of April. Wednesday is going to be a good uh, number of broadcasts going into April. We actually have, it looks like we'll have three different broadcasts in the month of April. So I'm sure Attorney Valerie Vi will be uh, rolling up her sleeves to bring you some some great uh, content and we also want to encourage you to um, share this actual broadcast with friends and family. And if you do find that in this broadcast you've heard some things after you've played it back, make sure you reach out to attorney Valerie Vye at com. You also can send her email. Um, attorney Vy you on the phone right with us? I am. What email would you prefer? Um, any information to come to you at?
3: um valerie
1: at com will be fine absolutely and the website is dot v-i-e.com and you also can contact her at 770-949-1102 contact information is also available on her website at com. and i want to thank all of our listeners i see we still have some people in queue. you guys have been angels Thank you, Teresa, for calling in and having the courage to speak up in regards to your questions as well as possibly getting some, um, some direction for your friends that are going through what they're going through. And I definitely recommend that you have them contact Attorney Valerie Weiss. She's very, very uh, knowledgeable about not only divorce, um, family law, but also dealing with same-sex issues. And I do realize a lot of our audience um may have been looking at the broadcast information for tonight which was originally set for same-sex partner agreements um with the special guests and we just had to kind of rearrange things things happen you know we just keep it moving make it make sure that you guys are going to get live broadcast so we'll bring that topic back i'm sure attorney vi at some point um and once we have that uh, topic, you know, be revisited, we'll definitely put it out there so you guys know. But nevertheless, if we're talking about roller skates and falling on the skate rink. Make sure you all tune in to the Legal Voice with Attorney Valerie Vi on, uh, on Wednesdays on the Loudmouth Radio Network. And we definitely want to encourage you to tune in tomorrow night for a special segment. Um, we'll be talking with uh, the fourth congressional seat in Maryland, um, candidate that is running, uh, Mr. Warren Christopher, Uh, who's in a a Democrat for Congress, District 4. Um, Definitely going to be some some impactful things that will be spoken on the line tomorrow night. Very excited to hear him um, educate our audience as well as uh, his community. So tonight has been another great series, and we want to thank each and every one for tuning in. And we're going to end the series as we normally do with a little sound, and we look forward to hearing you tomorrow night starting at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Everybody be blessed and have a good night. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. that do Have you heard? No. What's going on? Loudmouth Radio is getting ready to start this season back March 4, 2014. Really? I, hadn't, I, I didn't know. Well,
0: tune in. Starting March 4, 2014, Loudmouth Radio Network is coming back on with new shows, new content, special guests, features, and things you would not want to miss, great media partners, and content that you will just lose your head over. Remember, loudmouthradio.com.
1: You're listening to In the Studio with Sunny on LoudmouthRadio.com.